Basically, the idea tonight is uh, a missiology of youth ministry in context, okay? A missiology of youth ministry in context. And I know it's very difficult for some people to, uh, to maybe understand where we're going tonight, but I think by the time we're finished, you're going to have a passion for uh, students in context, okay? So I was given this book by uh, Dick Brogdon, uh, Dick and Jen. Jen was in my youth ministry and uh, had a huge impact on our youth ministry. Uh, felt a calling to go to uh, Africa, her and Dick. They got married in, uh, in, at university and started what they call uh, Live Dead. Many of you are very familiar with the Live Dead mission. And uh, this book comes out of uh, that writing. It's called, again, When Everything is Missions. And it deals with urban renewal, relief and development, social justice, biblical justice, uh, clean water, evangelism, you know, the whole, uh, all the wells, the causes, okay? Um, orphan care, uh, anti-human uh, trafficking, right? Sex, sex trafficking. Um, all of those things are placed in the context of mission, okay? So I wanna ask you an overarching question tonight when it comes to mission for youth ministry, okay? Uh, mission for youth ministry. And the idea is, if, if, if you are uh, programmatic, are you a programmed youth ministry, a presence-based youth ministry, uh, missional youth ministry, I want, you to, I want you to ask the question tonight, um, uh, what kind, am I a missional, what is my mission? right, in, in youth ministry. What is my vision uh, for youth ministry? What is my philosophy of youth ministry, okay? All of those things, my method, you know, how am I gonna do all this? Because you gotta, it's, it's very important that you put together a mission uh, when it comes to youth ministry that drives you on a daily basis. It wakes you up in the morning for, uh, for youth ministry, right? So this is where we're going tonight. Uh, this this is episode 35, so thank you for joining us, joining us on all kinds of formats, okay? The, the, right here live on Facebook, and uh, later on uh, th this week, tomorrow, it'll be up on iTunes, and it'll be on uh, youthology.com, and you can also follow us on YouTube, okay? So don't forget to go there too, all right? And follow us on YouTube. All right, let's get into the topic tonight. One of the most important things that you have to do as a youth leader is to define your mission. And one of those missions, I believe, is to minister in context, okay? To be in context. Is there a greater context for youth ministry than the youth culture, right? The youth setting? Uh, listen, the context is not the church. Okay, that may be the place where we do training and the place where we gather to worship, but the context of the youth culture is not the temple, okay? It's, it's not the tabernacle. It's not the church, okay? The, what we have to understand in this concept of creating a philosophy of ministry or a mission, like the resource I just shared with you, and I'll bring it back at the end again, our mission has to be contextual. You know, I believe that if missionaries were to come to America today and take a look at youth ministry, I think they would scratch their head and they would wonder, how come youth leaders are not on campus, right? Think, think about that. How come 
youth leaders are not on campus. And I think missionaries would come and look at the way that we do youth ministry and be confused because we're not with our target. We're not in setting because we equate setting in youth ministry as the church or the youth room. That's, that's, not what we're, that's not what we're looking for. So I'm gonna give you six principles to access the campus. Now I know there are more settings than just the middle school and the high school campus and maybe the university campus for those of you that are doing that. But I wanna focus mostly, the, the, uh, I know we could talk about coffee shops and we could talk about donut shops and we could talk about the, their teams and we could talk about uh, parks and malls where students hang out. But I wanna hit specifically the setting of the campus. And so we're gonna talk, I'm gonna give you real quick six um, principles to have a greater access on the campus as a youth ministry. Number one, train your students to be campus missionaries. I hear all the time, but I can't get on campus because the campus is closed. There is no such thing as a closed campus. No such thing as a closed school campus. There's a closed vision. Okay, that's think that through, all right? Listen, I know the person that came before you may have closed the campus for you bringing pizza at lunch or you teaching in a classroom. But there's so many ways. I'm giving you a few right here. There's so many ways. And the, and the first way that we access the campus is our campus missionaries, our student. They have to go. Now, some of them wish they probably didn't have to go, but these are students that we should be doing apologetics with because if we could increase how our students share their faith on campus, then it would give the youth ministry a greater footprint on campus, a greater impact on campus. So it begins with uh, campus missionaries. And what, what the best way to increase that is a systematic, hear this, a systematic preaching and teaching on apologetics. Students sharing their faith and having the confidence to do that. Second, the second way to increase your uh, impact and your access on campus is to attend as many extracurricular events as possible. Now, this is really simple, and I know we talk about this often, but it's not being done. I was with some youth leaders this past weekend who were sharing different ways that they get on campus. And so I have, I have a document, if you're interested, I'm going to post it this week of 30 plus, okay, 30 plus ways to get on campus. And some of these I, I have just refreshed because I speak to youth leaders all the time. Like one youth leader was telling me that he and another youth pastor on staff will, t will take off uh, once a week and they'll go serve in the cafeteria. And they get to wear the little uniform, put the little uh, you know, hairnet on, and they serve. I know of friends who've done that for years. Oh, oh, this, is, this is critical when we understand how simple we can access that. So extracurricular, that would just be another way, uh, you know, the cafeteria lunch. But extracurricular, we're, we're talking about theater, track, football, basketball. Uh, the, the, uh, one of the things that I think we could really increase is a wider variety of extracurricular activities, not just athletics. 
reaching those kind of kids. And I know that's a well for a lot of students show up at the gym or at the, at the football field as a social, uh, cultural setting. But we have to increase those into, the, into theater events. You know, one of my favorite things to do is to go on a Saturday and get all 12 schools in the county who come and do band competition. And you all, they play and they sit, just like track. They, they run and they sit for a long time. That gives you access to them. So as many extracurricular activities as possible. Number three, way to access, easier access on campus is to volunteer uh, at the school, apply at the school as an official volunteer. So many different things you could do in counseling, so many things you can do in coaching, so many things that, uh, opportunities for you to get on campus as a volunteer. Ca cafeteria, you know, I mentioned earlier. Th let me read this to you. Teaching classrooms uh, as, as assistants, career vocational behavioral counseling, the, uh, library, athletic teams, officiating, okay, officiating, uh, help with the choirs, helping transportation services. I drove bus. I drove bus in the public schools. I know it was, you know, it was just another way to access uh, the, the students. So how many more ways can you think of to volunteer at the school level? That I, I, think, that's, I think that's a critical one that, that many of us maybe don't even think about. And now we're there to serve. Uh, number four way to access our public schools and youth ministry is to, to uh, what I would like to call neutral site programming on the campus. Now all this is, and this, this, could, this could include doing youth events, concerts, doing uh, uh, activities on campus instead of at the church. So often we do our activities and we plan those and we, and, and we do outreaches at the church or we do car washes at the church or we do, you know, the bake sale, we're raising fundraising at the church. And everything we do is centered around the temple, the tabernacle, right? When you look at just Mark 1 through 6, just the book of Mark, chapter 1 through 6, there are 26 times where Jesus is doing miracles and working in the community around the Sea of Galilee. 26 times. Mark 1 through 6, just six chapters. Do you know that of those 26 times, Jesus was only in the temple twice? His works were only done in the temple two times out of those 26 in six chapters. And I think that's a neutral site setting that we need to get to in youth ministry. So why not use the school for events? You know, one of the things that we did was to do a quarterly or annual, however you want to do it, youth service at the school. Because now it's getting into the students' minds that, um, they, that they, belong, they can worship God outside of the, uh, the, the, uh, the church on the school campus. And I think what it does is it reverses this idea that we go to church to worship when really we should be training students who go to church worshiping <laughs> because it's in their daily life. It's, it's what they do. Sometimes students are, they think of Christianity as what they do, not who they are. And neutral site events can reinforce the fact that Christianity is who they are, not necessarily what they do at church. So uh, neutral site events. Uh, number five, way of increasing your footprint on the campus is prayer. Now, let me get to this, okay? Because I don't just mean personal prayer. You know, 
when I was in college, the year before I graduated, I began to pray for the youth group that I was going to be in. I began to pray for the city. I didn't know where I was going, but I began to pray for the city. I began to pray for the youth group, for the youth leaders, for the students, for the schools. I began to pray for my pastor and the people that I would work with. And what that did is it gave it, it, it allowed me to increase my vision from pastoring the, the, uh, the church to pastoring the community. And so as I began to pray, it gave me a passion for the lost, not just a passion for the office. Did you hear that? A passion for the lost, not just a passion for the office. And so what happens is when you begin to pray about it, other people see that and it bleeds into the youth ministry. And when you're speaking and when you're illustrating the message in, in a series, campus comes out, classroom comes out, sports team comes out, superintendent, principal, coaches names, all of these relationships that you've been praying for, it, these kind of things come out as we are praying, not just personally, but even publicly. One challenge I'll give you, and you'll be able to read this, you'll be able to read this in the blog. When I blog this and post it, I'll have the manuscript there with a lot of these uh, other things that we're talking about, the 30 plus ways on campus, things like this. One of the creative ways to increase praying uh, for your campus is to do it every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night before I would preach, I would tell the students, hey, go to John chapter 10 or wherever we, we are. And then we would, we would say, hey, we're praying tonight for Kentwood High School or Granville High School, or Jenison High School, or Hudsonville High School, or Central. It, it, you begin to, the students and the leaders begin to see this, and they hear this, and it reinforces in their own life to pray for the school. Uh, okay, the last way, and this, this maybe is my favorite way, especially with uh, the loss of preaching that happens in youth ministry. But the, the sixth way to increase your impact on the school is your preaching and your teaching to the students. And it goes back to that raising missionaries, campus missionaries, the first one, but it's, it's, it's broader than this. I believe that one of the lost arts in youth ministry is preaching. We become program directors. I want that to sit. And I know some of us have different ideas and philosophies, like we said, in creating your philosophy of ministry. Some people, that philosophy of ministry is small group and teaching and it's programming and it's having a blast with the kids. But hear me, we cannot get away from the preaching and the teaching of theology in youth ministry. And, I, and I, I really believe this, that as youth leadership increases their preaching on the campus and on the lost and on apologetics, that that increase is gonna to spread to the students and the students themselves then are going to become evangelists and outreach. They'll become producers and not consumers, okay? Producers and not consumers. And that's what preaching does. There's power in preaching vision. So I, I really wanna challenge you to um, increase your level of preaching and teaching with the campus on mind. Every series you should go to an illustration. This will just be some of the practical things that I'm gonna, I'll include in the, in the manuscript. But every series should have an illustration uh, about the campus and uh, students serving God in context, in setting, okay? So, hey, I hope these have helped you. Let me go over those real quick. Uh, I know you can get them uh, later, but training students to be campus missionaries, attending extracurricular uh, events, especially on the campus, uh, volunteer, uh, apply for uh, volunteer work at the school, 
programming and planning for neutral site settings, the praying over your campus personally and corporately, and then finally number six, the preaching and teaching uh, of uh, a burden to reach their campus uh, for the students, okay? Hey, again, thank you for joining us. Hey, we're trying to keep this really quick to just, you know, 12, 13, 14 minutes here. So thank you again for joining us for 12 minutes of learning. And if you will, you can just go over to YouTube, follow us there. This will be posted up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. And I'll put some graphics in there, throw some music underneath there. And please share this. We're getting about 900 to 1,200 hits on all of our social media and iTunes and YouTube and all the social media and right here on Facebook Live. So please share this with somebody. And if there's anything we can do, go to youthology.com and we're here to help with your youth ministry needs as we raise the level of youth ministry in America. God bless. Have a great week.